Ladies and gentlemen, the drought is over. Big announcements this week across four huge presentations in the gaming world. It seems like farming, samurai, and waifus is our new meta. Sprinkle in some COD and Overwatch, and gaming is definitely trending up. But first, some tidbits from across the board. We'll start off with the anime world, and Marcus, take it away. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? I hope y'all having a wonderful afternoon. Um, just to start off with, Rico and I have some kind of exciting news. It's exciting news for us just because, you know, we do keep track of our analytics and kind of see where we're going. Well, we have officially crossed over crossed over the 1,000 download mark. So I know Rico and I are kind of like, huh, that's cool. Somebody's listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're one of them, we really appreciate your support. We really appreciate it. We do have fun with everything. And we do have a good time, you know, just turning out just news and having fun with our discussions with you all and stuff like that. Um, so thank you for supporting us and thank you for listening. Like always, we, we really appreciate it. Um, anything from you, Rico, about that? No, just uh, thanks for the support. We love doing this. So uh, well, let's keep it going. All right. So we're going to go ahead and open up an anime. And like I said, small tidbits kind of going on from here, just because our main focus, this, you know, this time around, and it also helps that there's not much anime to announce. And again, I've always taught, you know, it's usually probably because of the uh, uh, wind down of the summer, since we're already going to head into fall soon. But just a couple of things, things, two things, you know. Genshin Impact is officially becoming an anime, and I know that's a huge deal. I want to say Ufotable and the makers of Genshin Impact are actually collaborating together to create this anime. So I know that's a big deal since Genshin Impact is very, very huge. I haven't gone to play it, and my excuse is it's not on Switch, and I think that'd be the perfect console for me. I don't know if Rico's ever got a chance to play it or downloaded it. What's your, what's your opinion on that, Rico? Um, I actually downloaded it on my iPad because they gave some stuff away on uh, Twitch with Twitch Prime. And I downloaded on my, my iPad to redeem that stuff. Uh, didn't really get too into it. I had other things that I was playing at the time, so didn't really give it a fair shot. But I actually did download it on my computer yesterday. It's available, I think, on the Epic Store. And it is free to play. So, I mean, it's not going to cost you anything. It, one of the biggest games of 2020 and still being supported. They're adding new heroes. And if you're into anime and games, like this is a perfect, th this game kind of encompasses that like to a T. And now that with the announcement that they are getting an anime, you know, like what, what more do you want? And it kind of blows my mind that I, I have not given it a try. Um, and again, I always use that excuse as now on Switch. I know you had mentioned a long time ago it was on a PlayStation, but usually when the game's like that, uh, you know, Switch for me tends to be the way to go, and especially something like that. I know um, a lot of people still talk about it, especially they just released the version 3.1. Was it 3.1? Mm -hmm. you know, I think it was 3.1, where they introduced characters, a whole new area and stuff like that. So I think it's a be the best time of any to go and jump into that if, you know, we want. So... I'm probably going to be looking into playing it soon myself. So, um, but yeah, so continuing on, the next thing uh, is My Dress of Darling. This was just a day. It's going to get a sequel. It's been confirmed that the TV anime is already in the works and we are getting a sequel soon. So I'm sure we're going to be getting more information on that. I know we had, last time we talked about this show was sometime in the summer, I believe. I did check it out. I loved it. Um, slice of life and you know it does have you know the wife when everybody's obsessed with marrying and stuff like that but the overall message of the story is kind of feel good especially when you're dealing with the main character such as um 
I forgot the male antagonist, uh, the male protagonist's name. Um, but the fact that he creates dolls, he stitches, he's you know so he like he sews and you know he creates costumes in this case. So straight up, right out of the norm, which I thought was kind of a kind of a cool uh, gimmick to kind of get into. So I'm super excited about that one. Okay, so last announcement for anime: High Dive actually picks up. The Eminence in Shadow for the fall of 2022. Now, the reason I didn't want to highlight this is because, yeah, we've been, we had been talking about this anime in particular. But the main thing is that for me is that High Dive is actually still, you know, try, getting exclusive anime to show on their platform. So I think any competition is good competition. And the fact that, it's, you know, it's not just Crunchyroll with Crunchyroll and Netflix, obviously with the great, great anime at Cyberpunk. Um, if you check that out, give it a watch. But High Dive is still, you know, trying to take exclusives um onto their platform so i think that's a super big deal again um, any competition is a good competition in the anime world so something just to keep an eye on uh other than that that's going to wrap up the anime section i know it's not a lot but that's okay because we do have a huge huge gaming news coming our way and with that i'll let rico take over yeah uh a couple of tidbits from tv and movies before we hop into gaming uh, and I'll get, try to get through through these really quick and then uh, kind of just get Marcus's opinions on on these if he has any. Uh, the Witcher 3 has finished wrapping. Uh, Witcher Season 3, that is, has finished wrapping. And we got news that Season 4 and 5 will be written and filmed back to back uh, pretty soon, probably depending on what other commitments the actors have. But it's a show I know I enjoy, a lot of people enjoy, Marcus has enjoyed. So uh, we'll see... Uh, We'll keep looking out for when uh, they announce that we'll be getting The Witcher Season 3. And then I'm sure uh, right after we're going to get the 4 and 5 announcements. Halo two se- Halo Season 2 has begun filming. Uh, another popular uh, kind of polarizing show. But, uh, I mean, people tuned in to watch it on Paramount+. Plus, So another season's coming, and I look forward to that. Uh, WhatsApp is actually getting into the film world they're going to start off with a 12-minute film project entitled uh, Nija Odyssey, and it's going to be starring Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, NBA star, back-to-back MVP, NBA champion. And it's going to be about him reconciling with his roots, his birthplace, and dealing with the acceptance and where he belongs, like with the cross-culture of um, everything back home versus like the NBA lifestyle and all that. So that was interesting to see WhatsApp getting into the film game. Uh, last thing was Blade Runner 2099 is a sequel series to the latest Blade Runner movie, and it's going to be coming to Amazon. Uh, any opinions or things you wanted to throw out about those, Marcus? I, well, I mean, the only thing was awesome on The Witcher, awesome on Halo. Again, obviously, you know, and I, it's more geared towards Halo, or I know it had a lot of backlash and stuff like that. But hey, season two, season two, man, and I think that's good for fans all around. The other thing I thought was actually super cool is the Nigel Odyssey, and it's and it, I guess the fact that's super cool, you know, not even because he's honest, but it's a twelve-minute short film, you know, and the fact that it's that short, it's going to be easy to watch, easy to see, and especially to start somebody as just you know great as Giannis right now he has a crazy story um not a crazy story right but he has a feel-good story growing up and stuff like that you know and and his struggles and stuff like that so I thought that was cool you know and when I read this for some reason or another uh just to give 
you know, some thought. I thought of Kobe's Dear Basketball speech when he won the Emmy Award. Why I thought of that, I don't know. I was like, huh, maybe, you know, Giannis will win some sort of Emmy Award with this 12-minute short film, you know what I mean? Which would be kind of cool to see. So, um, yeah, that, those are the only thoughts I have on the two. So I just kind of did want to bring up um, the whole 12-minute short film um, aspect. And, again, that's more just because I want to talk about Kobe. So... That's just me. Yeah. And you know what? It's not the only project right now going going uh, centered around Giannis. There's also a series coming out on Disney, if I'm not mistaken, about him and about his story. So we'll have that like more longer form uh, piece about him. And then we'll also have like this short form piece about him. So, I mean, he's a phenomenal athlete, uh, like you said, phenomenal story. So it'll be interesting to see how many people tune into WhatsApp and how they end up putting this out. Uh, so we'll, yeah. we'll keep a lookout for that. Uh, a couple, a couple of little tidbits in gaming before we get into the big stuff. Uh, NBA 2K23, I mean, yeah, 2K23 actually did something really interesting with their game this year. They put out something called replica builds. And basically you make builds kind of centered around, uh, a certain basketball player, for example, Kobe, like Marcus, uh, talked about a little while ago, somebody like uh, Nikola Jokic or Michael Jordan. And you actually earn uh, like a special little badge or name, nickname for your character. And you'll walk around either being called something like the Mamba after Kobe, the Joker after Jokic or his airness, I think, is the nickname for Michael Jordan. Uh, just something cool out there, new, that kind of drove the fan base crazy. Uh, I won't get into too much other stuff, but it includes a lot of like older stars, some new guys that are playing up-and-comers and stuff like that. So it was just something interesting and cool that everybody kind of went crazy for. Uh, the two other things I'll touch on is uh, Pokemon. Pokemon Sword and Shield right now. Ash is uh, still kind of the trainer that keeps on giving. His Surfetch and his Lucario are both available right now via code. If uh, you're interested in either of those two Pokemon, you can look up uh, Ash's Surfetch or Lucario and you'll get the code. Open up your copy of Pokemon Sword and Shield, input the code, and boom, you got those two Pokemon. Also tomorrow in Pokemon Shiny Eternatus is going to be available at GameStop via code. So those of you that have a GameStop in your area... Um, just go by, ask them for a code. I have been hearing some reports of some of the employees kind of doing some weird stuff or they're saying, yeah, we can give you a code, but you need a pre-order something. These pre these uh, codes are available completely for free. Don't let people trick you into thinking you got to pre-order something, Scarlet and Violet, whatever. Just uh, go in there, ask for a code, walk out with your code. That's it. Um so with that, we'll jump into the big stuff. Now, we had four big um, announcements, events uh, this week. Uh, we had a Nintendo Direct. We had a Sony State of Play. We had the Call of Duty Next and the Tokyo Game Show. So we'll go be going through those in order, starting with the Nintendo Direct. Now, apparently, the farming games are like, all the rage because they're putting them out and that just means people are playing the hell out of them. So uh, first thing for me that caught my eye was Fire Emblem Engage. I actually have never played a Fire Emblem game, 
but uh, this one looked pretty awesome. And I have here that it's coming out in January of 2023 on the 20th, I believe. Yes. So uh, that's that was the first thing that caught my eye personally. I don't know likewise. if uh, likewise, and of course, I I have all the Fire Emblem games. I own them all. <laughs> I've played them all. <laughs> but my thing with this one, and uh, I'm currently playing Three Houses, still still playing Three Houses, uh, which is the latest main story game, uh, not counting Three Hopes. But what I really really enjoyed this, what about this one that it looked like, and from the visuals, and I know a lot of, and strangely enough, some some of the Fire Emblem community. Was kind of like just taken aback just by the design and stuff like that. But in my opinion, the fact that it looks like it's going back to its roots, especially the Game Boy Advance, and it's something as simple as the board, something as simple as the HP counter and a damage counter at the bottom of the screen. You have the the, the weapon that's used on, on the right, and even the camera work that they use when they go into the battles. Super nostalgic, super reminiscent. I said this. You need to see to, to me. There was there's never a need to kind of get real complex with Fire Emblem. Because in my in my eyes, just the strategy alone, building that character was the best aspect about that game. Just the battles themselves, and if I have more battles, I'm straight. And so when I saw that, it kind of did a couple of those things with the camera work and the 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 environments and the areas. Um, I thought that was great, great to see, especially something compared to a uh, uh, fire uh, fire emblem three houses where you do have the. Um, I guess you. I guess that you would call it like the in between. I guess um, between missions where you you explore the monastery, you level up there, you you have a professor grade, all these things, and you're able to do extra stuff. But in my case, I've always enjoyed the battles more so than anything else, and the story. Don't get me wrong, but just the battles is where I've always you know hyped it up. So in my case, super excited about this one. They have the divine edition. Um, going to be available uh i was actually able to pre-order mine today at game at my local GameStop, so i was super excited that i, actually, I was actually able to nab that because those additions do go up in price if you don't nab them really early so if you're interested go check your GameStop, check online be on the lookout on amazon be on the lookout on the nintendo store to hopefully get your copy for fire emblem engage super excited about that one yeah one of the big things for me was the uh what what seems to me is the main who seems to me is the main character just that i've always loved that duality of character like when they when they take that uh that style with characters and just the style of like the blue side and the red side and oh i loved it it, it looks really cool i know some people are calling him oh the toothpaste has been confirmed or whatever yeah like, huh? uh -uh. <laughs> and then it occurred to me why i was like okay i get it right you have the blue toothpaste with the red streaks or whatever um but i totally forgot to mention that they are used their gimmick seems to be bringing in old heroes um marth seems to be one of the old heroes you're gonna be able to use and the other one's gonna be sigurd also um and alfred i believe that i've seen so far um and i forgot it's the uh one came out in echo just recently i forgot her name but i know they are also in here as well so if you're a fan of the older fire emblem games this is probably gonna be a one to look out for just fyi yeah the next thing for me was uh it takes two which i felt like i had to <laughs> talk about because marcus and i actually played through that game together and it's just a hell of an experience. It's going to be coming to Switch November 4th, 2022. So later this year, everybody should try out this game at some point. And if you have uh, a sibling, a friend, a cousin, anybody that you are, you get along with, 
in in gaming, any kind of other gamer that you have a relationship with, it is a nice game to play with a friend or a significant other or just anybody that you're close to. Because it really takes you through the ringer of like all these different styles. Um, and it's just a really, really nice experience. Yeah. And strangely enough, I think the weakest part about this game for Rick and I was the story, which I'm a huge story guy, but the gameplay just totally 10 10, totally exceeds whatever the hell the story is kind of going on in there because we had a blast. And we were, at, and, you know, just to be as spoiler free as possible, you know, we're in. Um, the I think the best highlight for me particularly was the uh, was the plane ride. If you know if you know what happened in that plane ride, um, one person <laughs> yeah. driving out there, it happens. You're like, what the hell? Because it totally caught you by surprise, man. Rico says, hey, are, are are you up there? Are you, is that you? It's like, yeah, dude, it's me. Totally cool, man. We're just both just like just epic, you know. Obviously, you know, despite whatever, it's gonna be one of my greatest memories just in gaming because our sheer reaction, man, was just epic and funny and something that you just do not re- get a lot of you know in modern gaming so that was awesome <laughs> yeah something else uh not just for me but or not really for me but more for you is they also uh, showed off uh, xenoblade chronicles 3 expansion pass wave 2 did you uh, get to see that did you have any thoughts on that i know you haven't touched the game yet but yeah no i haven't but again they're they're usually very very good when it comes to their uh, expansions and their DLC when it comes to Xenoblade. Um, I'm gonna get through it eventually. I usually do. I just happened to part one. Same thing happened to part two. Same thing happened to the the definitive edition. When I replayed it. I'm gonna get through it eventually. So I usually kind of get through it when all the DLC has dropped and this is just the first one. I'm just kind of curious. And for those of you who aren't aware, the Golden Age of Torna was actually a standalone physical copy of the DLC for Xenoblade. I don't know if maybe for Xenoblade 3 they're going to do something similar What that once all the DLCs release, they're going to do something like that. Because I know part of the DLC package that they're going to come out with later is going to be, I think, a storyline also. So just keep a lookout on that, especially if you're a fan. But if you, if you know what the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 DLC was like, this one's probably going to be very similar, so you're going to be in for a treat. So it always looks good with the new characters and stuff like that. Um, and new uh, bat- challenge battles also, so... Um, if you have not checked that out, I would recommend checking it out. It's going to be good. Uh, next thing for me was uh, Oddballers coming out early next year. This one, just simply because it's a party game and it's six players. Uh, we're, our our little group is always looking for like the next thing that we're all going to jump on and have a little bit of fun with. Uh, whether it's something big like Mario Party or something small like Gang Beasts. Uh, we're always looking to game together, have a little bit of fun, make fun of each other, talk some trash. So this looks like it could be one of those things. Is that did they say that that game was going to be a, a Nintendo exclusive, or was it going to come out to others? Uh, I don't think they announced if it was going to where it was going to be. Hmm. I don't think it is just an exclusive. I think it'll probably be a PC release too. But uh, hmm. I'll, I'll I'll look out for that info though, and uh, yeah. we'll share it. If we talk about this again, uh, then the farm game that I, that actually caught my eye was one called Fae Farm. Um, I liked the way it looked and I've always wanted to try a farm game, but I never have. This one is going to be coming out in the second quarter of 2023. So, uh, this is one I'll look out for if I'm not doing anything around that time. Um, I'll probably be checking this out depending on the price point. 
Bay Farm, really? That's the one that caught your eye? I know there's yeah. a lot of them, but one one did catch my eye. But I'll, I'll get to it when we kind of get to it down the line. Um, one of the ones I wanted to mention, well, kind of, uh, you know, from what I've seen, and I think this was actually earlier on in the Nintendo Direct, was one called Fatal Frame. I had never played a Fatal Frame game before, and I know it's actually a super popular series. Legit, it's, you know, a ghost story where you kind of take pictures of ghosts and stuff like that. I know there's there's plenty of those type of games. I did want to just mention it just because um, it seems freaky, and I do want to give it a try just because I guess the anime aspect, but the whole you know camera picture aspect also seems kind of appealing. Never gave them a shot, never gave them a try, but they are popular for a reason. So I didn't just want to talk about that one fairly quickly. Um, did you have did you have Octopath Traveler two on your list by any chance? No, but uh, I, I see that here on the list too. So I was assuming you would get to that. Okay, yeah, I did want I do want to just touch base um, on Octopath Traveler two, um, and that's because me and Rico talked about it before. Rico's actually familiar with it. Um, I've played it. I've started it three times, and I'm gonna make it a point to get through this game because I started it three times. The first time I think I put like four or five hours. Second time about two or three hours. And yesterday I was like, oh man, it's been an hour and a half. I saw Rico, is an hour and a half too long to start again? He goes, no, man, do it again. I said, all right, cool. Um, but Octopath Traveler two, I'm always gonna support these type of games just because they look pretty. There's, there's a niche to them, and I, it's not that I didn't enjoy Octopath Traveler 2 or Part 1. It's just something's always kind of come up. So I did want to address this one, just, you know, talk about it, and it's it's on my radar. I'm actually going to pre-order the uh, Collection Edition, which is available on the Square Enix store only. Um, so if you're an Octopath Traveler fan, something you might, might want to check out on there. But they are going to introduce eight new characters. I'm sure they're going to fix up some of the tidbits there towards the end. Um, as far as the characters in the story are, are concerned, just because I know some people did have issues with Octopath Traveler 1. You know, minor issues, you know, just quality of life things and also um, just some some kind of components going with these characters overall. So I'm sure they're going to improve. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it is Part 1 is currently on Game Pass. If you want to give it a shot, want to give it a try if you have Game Pass. Um, but I do own this game on Switch and on Game Pass. So I'll probably be restarting it again on Game Pass and hopefully getting through it. But I just did want to address that one fairly quickly. Uh, but yeah, backward Rico, which one, which one was the next one? Uh, well, I'm probably going to just go down this list and uh, I'll mention some of the ones I think that are probably you're probably going to want to talk about. Uh, but up next was the Nintendo Switch Online 64 announcements, which uh, for 2022, we have Pilot Wings and oh, Mario Party 1 and 2 coming. For 2023, we have Mario Party 3, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. 1080 snowboarding, Excite Bite 64, and surprise, surprise, GoldenEye. With so online some, capabilities, right? Let's say they were yes, like that. yes, I believe all of those are gonna have online capabilities. So I mean, that's that's big, you know. Uh, the racing games for me like aren't really a, a big deal, but I know for a lot of people out there, like those are big. And then the fact that we're gonna be able to play three different Mario parties, Pokemon Stadium, mini games. Uh, and then GoldenEye, like to top it off, like the, the you know, a genre defying game. Uh, I mean, the this is this is huge. Mini games, though. That's what I was, I was actually super excited. I thought Pokemon Stadium 1. I was like, oh my God, the mini games. That's the first thing I thought about. And if they have those online uh, multiplayer capability, that'd be amazing. Um, the one, and again, special shout out, because I, 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 I messaged my brother here a while. It was a long while back. And I said, you know. And I was listening to the soundtrack of this particular game and Pilot Wings 64. Uh, when I saw Pilot Wings, I said, You're joking. 
Uh, I remember playing that game a lot growing up, not even not even knowing <clears throat> what type of game it was initially, but just becoming obsessed with gliding and parachuting and hitting those targets, hitting the spots. But just like the relaxation when you play that game that there's nothing really going on. You just have to get yourself on a target, go through some rings. It is challenging for the most part, but the music, man. Oh, when I saw Pilot Wing 64, I said, I'm going to play that damn game on my on Switch Online for sure. So that that one, I, I was actually super happy to see. Get some love out to Pilot Wing fans out there. Yeah, so that that was big uh, in terms of the expansion pack for the 64 on NSO. Uh, up next, some stuff for Mario. Uh, for Mario Strikers, we have a Battle League free update, uh, including, I think, a map and two new characters. Then for Mario Kart 8, we had uh, the Deluxe Booster Course uh, Wave 3, which is going to feature, I think, some of the old maps from Mario Kart, which I thought was pretty cool. And then uh, I'll just throw in Nintendo Switch is also Nintendo Switch Sports is also going to be adding golf. Uh, thoughts on any of those three, Marcus? Uh, the... Mario Strikers update. Um, I just kind of want to throw out just because you're, you, we do, they are announcing Diddy Kong for those, Diddy Kong and Paulina. Is it Paulina or Pauline? Totally forgot. But it's, Pauline, comes, I Pauline. Think. Yeah, she does come out of Super Mario Odyssey, which was a great character, uh, the singer of that universe. So it was kind of cool to see that they kind of brought her in. Um, if Diddy Kong and Pauline are in here, I'm kind of also curious who else they're going to bring in here. And again, there's gonna, I'm sure they're going to be updating that game. Uh, for a good while, so that's fun to see. I would like some sort of, like either a challenge mode or some sort of complete competitive online type thing going on because that'd be kind of cool, especially if they're more, um, what's that word? Intentional about what the online competitive scene might be for a game like that. So that'd be kind of cool to see. Um, but no, that, that that was it for, for the ones you just mentioned on those. Yeah, at this point in the show, we did finally get our Miyamoto sighting, which was super exciting to see him. Uh, he talked a little bit about uh, the Mario movie coming out. He talked about Mario Land coming to the U.S. And then he dropped some news for all those Pikmin fans out there. He talked a little bit about the mobile game and then said, oh, they they didn't show much. They just Pikmin 4 is on the way for all those people that are into Pikmin. I know Marcus and I, I don't think either of us have really gone into that series. But I mean, there's a lot of fans out there for that series. So, you know, uh, it's coming. It's coming, guys. Yeah, I think I might actually give it a try. Um, I don't know what they're like, and Olimar is, you know, playing Smash and stuff. I know he's in that, and it, it looks like a lot of fun. I'm I'm not sure what, even to, what type of game it is. I've never actually done research. That's because there's already part four in it. I'm not even sure what the story is like or what, so I'd be going in totally blind. This might be the one that kind of pick up and see, at least, at least see what it's like and venture in a bit. Yeah, so then up next, I think uh, there was a game called Harvestella. I think, it, is that the one that caught your eye That's in terms the of the... caught my eye. And one other one that I'll talk about in a bit. But yes, Harvestella is the one that caught my eye. Because I mentioned it before to our boy Rudy, Taku Dude. Shout out to him. I know his wife has been really into um, farming simulators. And this one, I think they call it like a light simulator with some RPG elements. And it actually looks cool every time i see it um so i might be picking up harvest Stella myself as my you know light farming game um the other one i did want to touch base on just because it always catch it always catches my eye never played them but they continue to, to to catch my eye is the um atelier series in this case there's a lot of ateliers if you're familiar with those um 
a lot of um, I never know how to say the word apoth- apothecary or how you say it, where they create uh, apothecary. Apothecary, yes. They create the oh. potions. They create potions. stuff. In this case, they farm. But there is a super pretty look, cool looking RPG aspect to this one as well. There's a lot of them. And Atelier Ryza Three was mentioned in, the, in this Nintendo, which is going to be dropping for um, the Switch. And there's a part one and two that have actually had raving, raving reviews. So I don't know if I should give part one a try, give part two a try, and get them. But this game is, has actually been on my, at least part one and two have actually been on my radar. So the fact that part three is going to be coming to Switch, I was kind of like, huh, am I going to bite the bullet? So I did want to just kind of touch base and kind of talk about those just a bit. Um, just to, I guess, psych myself out. Maybe I will be getting part one, just see what it's like. Um, but yeah, I did want to talk about those two as my, you know, farming type games, you know, going on. So, but Harvestella looks awesome. That's the one I, I'm probably going to pick up for sure. So up next, I had uh, Bayonetta 3 is going to be coming out October 28th. I've never played them. I've heard a lot about them. When I see them, they give me like Darksiders vibes, which were a game that I was always super into. The bosses to me always look super phenomenal. So that's one we're looking forward to here on the 28th. I know uh, some of the other guys in our friend group uh, rave about the Bayonettas. Uh, Ricky always comes to mind when I see Bayonetta. Yeah, Ricky. So... Um, I'm excited for that. Maybe I'll give it a shot, depending what else I'm doing at the time. They're short games. They're a lot of fun, though. They're a lot of fun. It'll probably be one that I... Actually, it'll probably be one that I'll do, like, down the line. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see about that. Uh, One of their other announcements was uh, Resident Evil 8 is coming to the Switch through Cloud. Uh, Interesting. I haven't really seen anything like that that I know of on the switch yet. So they're going to be, that's going to also be coming on the 28th. They're also later this year, going to add resident evil two, three and seven on the cloud. So that was a uh, pretty interesting. Uh, did you want to touch on Sifu? Uh, well, Sifu, Is that one. No, actually the one I want to touch base on was a uh, master detective, but I am familiar master, with though. Yeah. I am familiar with Sifu. That one, um, we got a lot of raving reviews that you mentioned it. I was going to just touch base very, very little because it's going to be available on Switch. And again, when it's available on Switch or on Game Pass, those are where I'm more likely going to play them. So it's coming to Switch. Might just see what's up. Oh, okay. But Master Detective Archives. Rain Code is the one that I'm super excited for just because I'm a huge fan of the Danganronpa series. um, Mm. Parts one through three and the anime movies that kind of dropped with with those that kind of concluded part one and two story. So this one is by Spike Chunsoft and it's also by the creators of Danganronpa, clearly based off their character designs and it looks super cool, but love the, love the atmosphere, uh, love the death vibes going about it. It, it and very, very similar aspects. And when I saw the trailer, I just got all giddy because that's what the other the games are like. Um, for those of you familiar with Ace Attorney, you do have those aspects where you kind of go through this um, trial type thing and you go through these clues you, de- you deduce clues and try your best to you know get through your opponents so super excited definitely going to buy this one definitely going to pre-order this one um i'm just waiting to see if there's a collection edition because i'm going to be in that for sure but i've been i i heard that they had mentioned it a while back so now that it's finally been revealed i am super super excited about this especially if you're a danganronpa fan get on it get on it uh, so the very last thing was uh, Kirby's Retur- Return to Dreamland Deluxe, another game coming out uh, for Kirby. 
uh, because I mean, there was nothing else at the end really that uh, was of note. So yeah, what was the last thing for me? Okay, well, in my case, there's two before I get to you know before Rico over there you know wants to I guess finish it off with Kirby in his case. But just to finish off with Rico's side, Kirby looks like it's in its natural element whenever it's in that two D. Uh, phase. So I thought it looked cool. Uh, Kirby's able to transform into a lot more, kind of like a platformer thing went on with Kirby. So that actually looked real, real cool in Return to Dreamland. Um, I know that's a niche in itself. The other two I want to just touch base on before I get to the huge, huge announcement that Rico feels it's not so huge is Final, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core um, Reunion making a jump here to Switch. I know there's a, a lot of fans for Final Fantasy in general. Uh, so I did want to just talk about that one because. I'm going to pick that one up. I'm not sure on what yet, but I'll, I'll be playing and picking that one for sure. The other one that was awesome, just because I'm a fan of the Tales series, was that Tales of Symphonia Remastered is actually coming to Switch, which I thought is perfect. Any any RPG, any old RPG or handheld is perfect. The last time this game came out was on PlayStation 3. Um, the remastered version came out on PlayStation 3 with the Collector Edition as well. So super excited about that. Super excited to give it another shot. Um, we'll be picking up those two as well. Now, what Rico mentioned was which which was not the you know big not so exciting news, but in con on contraire, my my friend Rico is <laughs> the Tears Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom just dropped. And honestly, I saw it and I said thank you, thank you. They threw me a bone. Looks epic. Love the music. Love the scenes. I just, I can't wait. Honestly, like, I just can't wait for this game. I'm going to play it three, four times over like I did part one. Love the way he looks. Love the environments. Just, it's going to be epic. And then, it's it's not a very long trailer as far as the video is concerned. But when they dropped the name change at the end, because people expect to see Breath of Wild 2, but instead they did get the name change of the official title, The Legends of the Tears of the Kingdom. Day one, day zero by, waiting for, if they're going to announce some sort of collection edition on this one. I will buy it, but if you're a fan of Zelda, you need to, it's not even need, you're going to get the jump on this. So um, I just wanted to, you know, talk about that briefly, just so you know, I can geek out a little bit. Um, but I can't wait because and the only reason I'm not talking about it so, so much is because the actual footage that they showed is probably about what? I'll say about 45, maybe 45 seconds long with the last 15 seconds being the title. So I only got 45 seconds of stuff. Um, but it looks amazing. It looks awesome. I saw some, there's some Skyward Sword vibes going on there uh, where he jumps off the ledge and kind of free falls and stuff. So I, I'm excited. I, I cannot talk about this enough. So I'm going to stop talking so we can continue with this show. But yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, nothing really from nothing else uh, really to add from me other than um, I guess it's safe to say that May 12th, uh, Marcus will be calling in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude because Nintendo games I like Nintendo games usually drop on a Friday usually drop on a Friday like I, I haven't even looked at the date yet I know it's dropping on a Friday and it may 12th I'm gonna check right now as a matter of fact and if it drops on that Friday May 12th I'm gonna be calling in um May 12th and there it is you see May, May 12th is on a Friday what did I tell you <laughs> so I'll be calling in that Friday to game I'm gonna book the whole weekend for myself just to play this game um, how far it, it, how far it, ahead can you how far ahead can you call in <laughs> It would, it would be pretty funny if you show up just on Monday and right be like, now. "Hey, I'm not going to be available May well, 12th. It's, 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 it's online. It's all a system thing. So I can go ahead and put it in right now. Just be like, hey, 
May 12th, I'm not going to be here. So that way they know, look, there's one app, there's already one absence scheduled for you know, a few a months in advance. That's yeah. me, man. That's going to be me. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and shout out to my girlfriend, you know, she, and she's, she plays games whenever she has a chance and stuff like that. And um, she says, oh, you know, I want to play Breath of the Wild again because she put in at least 70 hours, um, was almost done with the game. And I was just like, why don't you finish it? She goes, no, because now I want to start it again. I was like, oh my God. She goes, it's because I see you play. And then she gets, she, she kind of gets down on herself. Uh, because she sees me play and I'm taking out, you know, these linos. I'm just taking out all these things and, you know, just equipping through my through my bombs and, and, and you know, equipment so fast. And she'll say, she sees that. She kind of gets a little deflated. I said, no, no, play. Like, hey, don't let me bother, you know. Like, I'm not going to say anything. Like, I won't help her. She, but she did mention she did charge her switch. She has Breath of the Wild in there. Um, so I'm sure she'll be, hope may, may be playing that game. So that's just one little shout out there. It was kind of funny to see that, you know, she can get on that Legend of Zelda train. And she is a fan, uh, but she's going to get back on that train with me. So cool to see. Yeah. So up next, we had the, uh, we're going to jump over to the Sony State of Play, which uh, to me was very heavy in waifus and samurai. And uh, even, even uh, you know, with that said, the, Actually, the big first thing that caught my eye was uh, Hogwarts Legacy. There's been there had been rumors about Hogwarts Hogwarts uh, Legacy and uh, its relationship to PlayStation that there was going to be some kind of exclusive PlayStation mission, and they did confirm it uh, here that it's going to be centered around Hogsmeade, a mission uh, taking place in Hogsmeade. Uh, so yeah, that's confirmed now. Uh, the next thing for me, I'm just going to go through these quickly. The next thing for me was uh, Project Eve is now called Stellar Blade. I know people were going crazy with this. The visuals, the waifus. This is going to be a PS5 exclusive. And to me, it gives me huge like Code Vein vibes. So uh, I unfortunately don't have a PS5, so I won't be checking this one out uh, day of. But maybe when it makes its way to other systems, I'll check it out. If uh, if people say it's good, that one is going to be next year, 2023. Uh, the last thing for me was obviously the big one everyone had been waiting for, God of War. We finally have a date. It's going to be November 9th, 2022. Uh, they showed a controller that looked pretty, pretty nice. And uh, it looked good. I mean, if you're a God of War person, I mean, this is more of the same. Following up from the kind of little reset that they had with the last game. And I mean, it looks dope. It's more of the same. Like, all right, I, that's a compliment, by the way, guys. In case you didn't catch that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, baby. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and on my list, actually, it's kind of same. I'm on the same boat as Rico. Actually, the, I did have one extra one uh, right from the get go. You did have that um, Hogwarts uh, Hogsmeade quest, which looked really cool. And every time, you know, that game, it. I don't know. Still, still not sure. We'll see. Uh, but they're they're obviously pushing it. The trailers always look crazy. Um, so we'll see more or less, you know, where we go with that one. Um, the one I wanted to talk about also was Kariko Touchdown Stellar Blade, which again I agree looks amazing. There are waifus, but you know, it's action RPG type thing kind of going on there, which looks awesome. So um, I will be checking that one out for sure. Uh, gonna pre-order that one just again I, i'm a big fan of you know extra goodies so let's see if they have a collection edition or not the other one that did catch my eye was one that one called sin duality i believe that's the way it's, as it's said it's it's two syllables but it's not like it's two words but it isn't um it's about bandai namco it's a sci-fi third person shooter and 
you are in a look what looks like a mech and i remember and again always looking for that mech game i think i think of mech assault on xbox so i saw the mech and i was like that is awesome um your dystopian dystopian universe mech piloting this thing you're gonna be in a mech and you're literally just kind of mowing down things i thought the trailer looked awesome thought the trailer looked cool and sin duality is actually there on my radar so i'll be checking out that one as well there was one other one for some reason it's not coming to me and i have written down but now i just can't understand my own writing the um, ronin one maybe the ronin one what's it rise, rise of the, the ronin rise, rise of the, the ronin. ronin yes that's the one i was looking at my handwriting i said man what the hell did i write here i have horrendous handwriting but yeah open world <laughs> open world rise of the ronin and i know people think uh ghost, ghost of tsushima i was it you who mentioned it yesterday to you know who kind of because of Ghost of Tsushima, you're starting to see a lot more of these type of games that are coming out. Uh, these Japanese games, these samurai games. Rise of the Ronin, there's also the other one, what is it, the Wulong? Wulong, you know, mm-hmm. kind of looks very similar to that one. And there was one more that was that was part of the, um, I think this, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. But just to kind of, you know, just to just to talk about the samurai, samurai ones in one go. I'm pretty sure this one announced in Tokyo Game Show. It was that one that was released in Japan in 2014, I believe, or something like that. And so it's finally making its way west. Um, forgot its name, but the fact is that the reason these type of games are, you know, there seem to be more frequently is because people do enjoy, you know, Eastern civilization type stories. So that's what we're getting, and they're going to sell. And I think, and I'll, I'll be, uh, hopefully, I'll get try to get through all of them. There is a lot, great time to be a gamer. Um, but yeah, those are all the ones on my list. I just want, did want to talk about um, those. But Sinduality, Stellar Blade, um, of course, Rico had mentioned already, God of War. Um, currently playing God of War One. Finally, um, hopefully get through that quick to kind of wrap up the Norse mythology arc that we're enduring right now in God of War. So gonna gonna get through those. I promise. I promise. Yeah. So it was a, it was kind of a short one, straightforward. Some good stuff. Again, I said waifus, ninjas, or samurai. Excuse me. Uh, you know, and people are into that. So I mean. It's a good look here coming forward. Up next, we had the Call of Duty Next uh, little announcement where they talked about uh, Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2.0. I don't know if Marcus got to see this, but just uh, the tidbits are Modern Warfare 2 coming out October 28th. They're introducing something called Loadout 2.0, which you have uh, your standard weapon types, assault rifles, SMGs, sniper rifles. Now... Every weapon type shares unlocked attachments. I forget what they call it, but there is a certain point and in upgrading your weapon in which you kind of unlock some like some little I don't I forget what they called it, but they called it something where it like links to your next weapon. And basically, if you unlock it's a system where if you unlock the the 3x scope for one of those ARs, you have it for all the ARs. It's no more like I have to get it on this one. I have to level up this gun. I have to level up this gun. I have to level up this gun. No, you level up your assault rifles. Your assault rifles are unlocked. Hmm. So that's that's good. Not having to put in this time, all this time into different guns rather than to the archetype of the gun. So I thought that was positive. A little bit less of a grind. Um, some other things are going to be, uh, they're going to be bringing back third person mode, which is something that a lot of people actually really have been asking for for a long time. As far as I remember, I don't think it's been out since the original Modern Warfare 2, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I'll double check myself there. But uh, that's that's also coming back. There's also uh, Spec Ops is going to be coming back. 
which is a uh, which is a PVE kind of thing where it's a multiplayer thing where you kind of go up against the AI. You have to do these missions. You are rated from zero to three stars. Um, and, you know, it's just a, a tough thing for those people that enjoy PVE kind of stuff. There's also some new modes. One of them that's like a hostage rescue. There's also one that's called, uh, I think, Knockout or something like that, where you have to capture like a bag of money and you kind of, one person has the has the bag and has to run around with it. It's marked on the map for the enemies. Everybody can see where you're at. And you kind of just play keep away. Uh, there was also something that they didn't really go into detail about called raid mode. So, uh, you know, when you hear raid nowadays, you think of like some big giant thing. So uh, I guess uh, we'll get more details on that when the game comes out. Or whenever, you know, they, they share that uh, between now and then. Uh, anything anything interesting there to you about Modern Warfare 2, the game? Uh, the only, I guess, for what it's worth, the interesting thing would be that, you know, I haven't played Call of Duty in a number of years. It's been a while. I think the last one being, what's it? War, I always confuse them. Blackout or Warzone, which is the one that, cause we played one a lot and then I didn't play the other one. Which one did I play with you? Uh, BR? Yes. Uh, Blackout. I played Blackout with you. I stopped at Warzone whenever that year was. So I, however long ago that was, um, I haven't played a Call of Duty since. And these guys just keep talking about Call of Duty. And I'm a sucker for, you know, now I guess FOMO, right? Fear of missing out with these dudes. So I, don't want, I just, I think, I will, I think I'm going to end up getting this game just so I can play with you all. Just because uh, this, the model be, before Blackout, the last Call of Duty I played was actually Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Or, I'm sorry, part three. So, I haven't played since the Modern Warfare series. So, it's going to be a good time for me, I guess, to kind of jump back in. Again, more so to play with these guys. Because, you know, I'm not on that 2K train. I refuse. And I still refuse. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the Modern Warfare 2, the beta is out right now, for, I think, for those people that pre-ordered. So, if you're kind of on the fence about it, it's a good time to, like, look it up. See see some other people play. Uh Check out if that's interesting to you. Do you like the guns? Do you like the way they seem? Do you like the way they sound? Do you like the way they look? Is it a gun that like you you uh, does it give you nostalgia from like older guns? Uh, do you like the time to kill? Do you like the kill streaks? Do you want to try that? And if it doesn't appeal to you, you know maybe you save yourself from buying this game, right? Uh, then uh, Warzone 2.0 also is going to be live november 16th which is a couple weeks after they did say it is going to be running on the same engine and is going to be kind of uh in integrated like with uh, modern warfare 2 uh the big changes here are no more loadouts now you're going to have to go to something called the shop where you buy uh your customized gun you are going to be able to buy back teammates there buy buy uh kill streaks i think and stuff like that Another big change is going to be the gulag is now after you die, when you get your second chance, you're going to go into the gulag and it's no longer going to be 1v1. Now it's going to be 2v2. Um, so you are going to have to team up with somebody to try and take out two other players. If you guys win, you guys come back. And if you lose, you have to wait until your team buys you back or whatever. So they're kind of forcing you to work together with somebody, which I thought was indifferent. Dude, that just sounds like another... I mean, it sounds cool, but then I'm thinking like, huh, like, if you suck and your partner sucks, 
<laughs> like, I'm just saying, obviously, a guy can 1v2 somebody, like, you know, if they're good enough. But it's just funny because, like, you're, you're, you're first to, like, a partner. And if your partner just sucks and he dies automatically, like, what's to stop the other, like, your teammate just from, like, dude, you suck, uninstall the game. <laughs> this is, like, another small level of toxicity going to Gulag. But that's cool. The 2v2 thing does sound really cool. It's just, it just sounds funny when I thought about it. That's the first thing I thought about, like, nah. Like, man, I die. I suck. My, my partner dies. Like, man, you, you suck. Uninstall the game, loser. Yeah, so uh, another couple things that were different is uh, Warzone 2.0 is going to have multiple safe zones that are going to shrink over time and kind of condense into one final safe zone. So the map that I saw is there's like three different safe zones, three different safe zones on the map. And I, I'm not sure how many times the safe zone is going to tick, but... It started off as three, then it was three tiny ones, and then it was one. So, I mean, that actually that, that, that's going to be a very to, different dynamic. It's a great way to speed up the games, I guess. I guess they're trying to go, which which is good, right? Because you you I would assume you you want your BR to, to be different from a lot of the other ones. So it takes something as tiny as hey, here's another circle. Now you got to there's two circles. You got to worry about multiple things, and also while you know getting shot. You know, kind of get through these matches a little quicker. I yeah, to to me, I thought that the good aspect of this is that it's actually going to open up the map to... You're going to be able to do a lot more in the map, and it's not going to be so... Um, if you are one of those people that ends up landing... And it happens to everybody when you play a BR. You end up landing somewhere, and then the first circle is way the hell across the map. So you have to like kind of loot and then you kind of got to move, 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 move to get to the safe zone because you don't want to be caught up in the in the gas, in the whatever, like the 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 red zone, whatever, whatever it's going to be called here. So now that there's going to be three different places, like it kind of opens up to where like everybody can probably make it to at least one safe zone. And then well, obviously it condenses into the final fight. So it's still ends the same but there's a little bit more openness in the map now uh the last thing is going to be there's going to be something called strongholds which is going to be tough ai um characters that are actually going to guard loot which i imagine if it's going to be like a tough fight they're going to have some pretty good loot there so it's they're not the first ones to do something like this but uh i mean it'll be interesting to see if uh, this ends up being worth it do they nerf what's there? Do they buff what's there? Is it super hard? Is it not that hard? Uh, it'll, it'll be something cool to, to look out for. Again, that's coming on the 16th. Um, any Anything about that? Stronghold? AIs in the game? Marcus? I'm here. You cut, you cut off a little bit there. Oh, I'm just, I was just saying anything uh, to add there about the, the strongholds, the AIs? No, no, it's just, again, it sounds like a hell of a creative direction to kind of go in something different. And I think different's good. Uh, people are always trying to be innovative and they're always trying to find different ways to keep the, you know, the gamers engaged, um, especially Call of Duty. And I, I think Call of Duty does have to find creative ways to keep the players instead of rehashing the same thing over and over and over again, because that's kind of a stigma that kind of plagued them after the Modern Warfare series in general, you know, all the way up to the BR stuff like that. Um, so again, you know, any change that works and there's nothing wrong with change. Um, and there's nothing wrong in finding what works and what doesn't and sticking with what works. You know what I mean? 
So good on them, man. It sounds like a lot of positive, a lot of creative decisions that kind of went into this. So that's, that's honestly cool to see. Yeah, so uh, that wraps up that. Uh, Call of Duty next. Now jumping over to the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, my first impression was uh, kind of a lot of positive for Marcus because I know that he loves like Eastern inspired games and it seems like a lot of them are coming out West. Yes, um, they usually so, do. Right? Yeah, they, they, they usually do at one point or another. So for all those people that love those uh, Eastern inspired games, GRPGs, all that kind of stuff, a bunch of them are coming. Uh, so one of my first things, one of the first things that caught my eye was uh, the Resident Evil 4 remake. Now, they used to, I, I believe at the beginning, initially they said that uh, it was going to be coming to all next-gen consoles. And then now, I think they were only showing it for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. So I... Kind of makes me question whether or not that it, that is going to be coming to Xbox at all, or is it going to be like a timed exclusive, or what? What the deal is going to be there? Hmm. Did you catch that? I did not actually. None, none, none until, you, until you mentioned it. Yeah. So just that change, uh, kind of. I mean, I've played Resident Evil Four, and I want to play the remake, but if I have to wait a little while, I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, but I that mean that, that was just that was just kind of noteworthy to me a little bit. Uh, oh, this but is, this was on Tokyo Game Show, right? Who's who's um who uh, showed off the Resident Evil stuff? I forgot. Capcom, right? Capcom. Huh, that's interesting. I didn't catch that. Yeah, I, I, need I, to... I was paying attention to more of someone else during the Capcom thing, and it was like only like a little two bit, two minute, you know, a little information thing there. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so I'll just finish up the Resident Evil and I'll throw it over to you because I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, Resident Evil Village DLC, they showed off the story, uh, which is going to be the winter exp uh, expansion DLC. Uh, the story is going to be Shadows of Rose, exploring uh, Ethan, Ethan's daughter. Uh, then we also got uh, Mercenaries, some additional orders, which we're going to be able to play as uh, Heisenberg and Lady Dimitrescu which I'm sure is going to excite a lot of people. Then they're going to be adding in a third-person mode, which, I mean, is a something that we are used to in the Resident Evil universe, and people also have been wanting for a long time. So uh, glad it's coming back for all those people that have been waiting for this. Definitely something I'm going to be checking out. Mm -hmm. The DLC. Uh, now, in terms of the other Capcom thing, I think you were paying attention to, I imagine that's Mega Man? Yes. <laughs> yes um and the only reason again it was like just a small bit of information but the thing that i that you know myself and again uh cornelio you know aka brown yeti shout out to him um we grew up with these games and there's 10 of these games um there's up to part six but you're able to choose between the two and they announced it a while back on nintendo's last switch um uh, update i forgot when that was that when that was it was over the summer uh but my one of my questions was are we going to get online capabilities and what are they going to be like? Well, they did say that we're going to get online capabilities when this one just dropped. You'll be able to trade chips and you will, you will be able to play against other people. Uh, now, again, I've always, I've always felt like this game just has a... It would have an interesting aspect. And I don't know how they would do it if they decided to. Just to kind of see, you know, maybe there'd be some like competitive thing kind of going online. Not necessarily, you know, full-blown whatever, right? But like a competitive mode in the game 
you know, where you can just kind of see how you stack up against, you know, the best of the best guys. Because a game like this, whether you kind of, you know, you have a set number of chips, if you're familiar with the game, chips are the um, items that you use to kind of destroy your enemy on the on a three by three grid, which is a total of nine. You control Mega Man as you move up and down this grid and make sure you don't get shot. Um, you do have a neutral attack, which is just your A button or B button, totally forgot which one it is, where he fires his buster. Um, you can also charge it and stuff, and it's basically who can, who can get to zero HP, you know, who should not get to zero HP. If you get your opponent to zero HP first, you win. So it's literally a game of skill and a little bit of game of luck depending on what chips because you, you equip 30 different chips in a folder, and as, as the game is played, there's a bar at the top that when it fills up, you can re-equip chips, but your chips are random. So there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of RNG kind of going into this game as far as you know, what what type of chips you get. And the reason that's a lot of fun is because it's very similar to, to trading card games that we have right now. You know, you, you have your deck, um, you get five cards in your hand, and you kind of go about it like that. So obviously when they made this game, there was some sort of trading card mechanic, you know, thought going into this process. So super excited, super pumped. Me and Cordelio finally get to decide, finally get to figure out who the Battle Network champ is. And <laughs> I'm excited about that. <laughs> no. Now, I just clarified uh, about the news for Resident Evil Remake. It is going to be launching on Xbox. But the big thing was that it also going it, it had only been announced for the next-gen consoles, which were the Xbox Series X and S and the PS5. The big thing is that they announced it. I, I misunderstood. They announced it for PS4, but not Xbox One. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if that's either due to lack of the power on that console or maybe sales, but it, it will be going to the last, the previous gen uh, console on Sony's side, but not uh, Microsoft's. So just to clarify there. Uh, now, up next for me was uh, another big win for Game Pass. Uh, a bunch of stuff coming to Game Pass. Some of the things are uh, Persona 5, Wulong is going to be launching on there. Uh, Death Loop, which is something uh, a lot of people are excited for. So uh, I mean, but Nino Cooney also, if you're a Nino Cooney fan, yeah, Nino Cooney. I know myself so, and our boy Andrew are big fans of that game. Just uh, Game Pass, you know, continuing to kind of just knock it out of the park, and That's just amazing. more and more appealing. Uh, anything else you wanted to touch on before we get into like the last thing, which? Something that was a big surprise to me. Uh, well, no, just in Game Pass in general. I know there's a lot of things that just dropped. Uh, Metal Hellsinger, Persona 5 Royale, um, Valheim, and just different games that obviously, you know, big win for Game Pass, like Rico said. just wanted to mention a couple more games out there. Um, other than that, I think that's about it on my side. How about Sonic? Um, did you see the Sonic? Oh, uh... yes, I did. The Sonic trailer. I did see the Sonic trailer that um, they it showed off Super Sonic, which was amazing. Now, um, from the get-go, and then the get-go, I was on the fence, and I always said it looked promising. If Star looked very, very polished. I was actually very happy with the latest trailer that came out, um, you know, during Tokyo Game Show, and it looked awesome. I was a, a, super, a big fan of the Sonic Adventure-type worlds that you kind of got to see uh, when he goes into that mechanical world with the orange with the orange hues and then whatever. Uh, he's kind of going down, jumps off the 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 red you know springs and he ends up on he starts grinding and i said oh it looks cool and then it shows off the 2d part and i said damn it looks awesome strangely enough the those worlds and they're accessed by you know with these shrines looked 
really, really cool. And I'm actually super excited um, about this game. I hope it does well. I hope it sells well. I think this will be the Sonic game, hopefully, that kind of just trumps a lot of people's expectations. At least I hope it is. Um, but I'll be picking it up. And I was actually very happy from what I saw. So big, just a lot of improvements from my initial reaction to this one. So that was great to see. Um, one of the other things that I just wanted to kind of touch base on also was um, it was an old game. It's called uh, Suikoden, Parts 1 and 2. It is getting a remaster on Nintendo Switch as well. These are remastered versions. You get to play Parts 1 and 2. Part, I played Part 1, never played Part 2, and that's because Part 2 is supposed to be a superior version. If you're a fan of old-school RPGs, um, I'm, this is a win for you. And I know this is actually a very popular franchise that hasn't had a game in years, in years, years. So um, that was cool to see from Su Suikoden. Um just a random tidbit, and I don't know if this was a result of Tokyo Game Show, uh, but when I went to I went to go pre-order some stuff, I you know I do pre-order my stuff at GameStop just because they treat me very well and um, they always help me out whenever I need something. Uh, as I was pre-ordering games, I said, "Why do you have Near Automata and, and Persona Five Royale here on in the section?" I was like, "This is a Switch section." She goes, "Yeah, there, there's going to be a physical release for the Switch." I was like, "For Persona Five Royale and Near?" She goes, "Yeah," and I was like, "I was like, I have Persona Five for PlayStation." Four, I play, I played it on my PlayStation Five, and I just had to pre-order it for my Switch, even though I already <laughs> played it. I did that for Near and PlayStation. I mean, uh, and Persona. So I do, I did pre-order uh, Near Automata and Persona Five Royale for my Switch, just so I can have them. Even though I already played the hell out of both of them, just so I can have them and support both both games to the fullest. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little random information tidbit that I just kind of wanted to throw out there. Um, but yeah, I think other than that. I did not see, and I don't know if I was going to see it here or if I was going to see it on maybe PlayStation's things, uh, whatever, but I didn't see anything about Senua 2. So I don't know when I'm going to get more info on that, unfortunately. Just real random. I don't know why I thought about that game just right now or earlier. And I was like, huh, I did not see that. But um, other than that, that wraps up more or less my list. So I don't know what you had left here at the end. Well, yeah, actually, the... I know what you had left at the oh, end. Oh, yeah, you know. I said that. You know. So... <laughs> This one, uh, it's real big for both of us, and we're super excited that, that we're uh, less than a month away from Overwatch 2. Yes. But they kind of surprised us here with the Kiriko uh, announcement and little, you know, trailer for her. They showed uh, off some of her abilities, dropped her a full explanation of her kit and what she's able to do. Um, is there anything that stood out to you in terms... We already know what she looked like, mm -hmm. but... Did anything that stood out to you as far as her kit? The being one able thing to was and, and I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe you do. Um, was the um, Junkrat's tire is about to head out there? And the one thing that just kind of blew my mind. I was like, Are we getting? And I don't know exactly what it is. And again, maybe you can fill me in. It wasn't a lamp, or you know, I'm, I'm and this is in reference to Baptiste's um, ability, where he has he throws a lamp and you know you become immune or whatever, but. There was a, it was a scene with Reinhardt. This Junkrat's tire goes goes at him, but doesn't kill him because she activated something. Um, that was the part that I said, is this another lamp thing that we're kind of going on? Um, the other thing that I thought looked cool was that the how versatile her kit looked to be, which I also thought was super cool. Just because, you know, a lot of like, you know, you have like Zenyatta who's been around since 2016, and then you have this character who it looked like she was in mind when they created this game. You know, same support, but clearly it's a little bit more creative for 
Kiriko as compared to Zenyatta. So you can kind of see the evolution of where they're going with these characters. You know, they're not going to leave anybody behind, but you're going to kind of see how the creativity is changing, you know, as these characters are being made. So I also thought that was actually kind of cool. But yeah, maybe you could fill me in on that, some of these things. Yeah, so uh, I did, uh, I do watch a lot of like Twitch, YouTube, that kind of stuff. So uh, based on what I was able to catch, like from around uh, the content creator side is a lot of them have actually gone to play Kiriko before, but they were under NDA. So they were not able to share anything until now that she's been revealed. So basically that, uh, that ability of hers is essentially like a lamp but a more skillful lamp because it is like a split second decision you have to make it's not like oh there's a junk rat tire coming out like let me throw this out and it's gonna be out there for five seconds and then i'm gonna have to wait it's kind of gonna have to be like a big play that you're gonna have to make like boom save you know what i mean at least that's what it's been described to like for me so you're going to have to be really quick on your feet is basically basically what I've heard in terms of that ability. But you're right. It is going to be essentially like a lamp, just a little bit more of like a, a, a skillful lamp, if you will. What's the, um, what's the uh, alternative or like why why make another lamp or, or like what's the what else can it do? I'm assuming it could do something else because they wouldn't just make a copy of a lamp with a shorter duration. Right. What's the, what's what else is. I, I think I think what they're going for what they're what a lot of people have said that they're going for with her is a lot of versatility. Yeah, so yeah, that's what it seemed like. That's what I meant by the creativity that I saw, man. Crazy. So she's gonna be able to do a lot of what some other people can do, and she's gonna have the mobility in her little teleport feature where she can teleport even through walls, like to her back to her teammates and stuff like that. She is gonna be able to heal from far away. Which not very, everybody, um, which not everybody can do. Uh, she weird, does right? have two different, two, two different colored tags, which, from what I understand, the green ones are when she's targeting somebody, and the blue ones I think is when, like, she's kind of just throwing them out there, mm-hmm. like to see who they hit, right? And there is supposed to be some kind of travel time on her, on her. What would you call them? They're not tags, but uh, you're talking about like those um, those Japanese she, what, tags for demons. Yeah, what she heals with? What are they called? They're um, yeah, those the, 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 what are they called? The seals. Yes, like with her seals. Basically, there is going to be like a travel time, so she's not going to just like insta heal. Like it's going to take the further away you are, the the longer it's going to take for her to for those to get to you. So there's there is going to be that take into account which of course you can kind of counteract by teleporting to your teammates with her ability uh which could or could or could not be pretty crazy depending on the cooldown she's also going to get to be vertical in that she's able to climb like so, like there's only a few characters really that can climb the, so she's going to be the, one uh, of them Genji the, the, the shibata brothers clan. yeah yeah the shibata i'm assuming it's a clan right that she's a part of obviously with some some it looks like there's some relation to them and some Maybe weird way. Oh, we'll see what her character trader looks like. Something else that's interesting is uh, her her weapon is going to be a shuriken. And it actually has a special ability in that it actually, most things do two times damage when it's uh, a crit shot. Her shuriken does three times damage when she crit shots you. So uh, they say that this can be really, really powerful. But it's very hard to hit. Even some of the best, uh, 
known mechanic wise, like content creators were having a hard time hitting this, these shots. So let's see if it's something that ends up being adjusted. Hopefully not because that has a lot of damage potential three times uh, headshot damage. So we'll see there. Uh, and people just say that it's super fun. And uh, I did hear one person say that one of the, that the big thing to look out for is going to be her ult. When she uses that ult and it kind of just supercharges everybody. One of the things that it includes is it lets you attack faster. And I heard one guy that is actually a Rhine main say that he had a Kiriko use their ult, buff him, and that he was going to town with his hammer and instantly got a triple kill. Instead of like his hammer going whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. He just said that like, boom, 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 triple kill. <laughs> so I was like, whoa, that's going to be nuts. <laughs> Imagine Ryan, Anna, Anna, Orissa, no, not anymore, right? But Anna and uh, Kiriko and a Discord, a Discorded character on the other side of that. <laughs> just, just funny, just kind of see what the maximum output damage can be for a, a guy like Ryan. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. Uh, but people are saying that she's going to be a big game changer. At least the people that are already familiar with her. So, uh, in sticking with the news about Kiriko, they did say uh, there was a little bit of controversy, which we covered last week, about how she's going to be available because they did reveal she's going to be available on the uh, Battle Pass. They let us know that uh, she's going to be available to all Overwatch 1 players off rip and the premium battle pass players which include the people that buy it or the people that bought the what was it called the pack that we bought watch point pack watch point pack and for those of those are the people that are playing on the that are planning on just using the free battle pass i believe i saw that she's going to be level 55 which was still which still seems a bit high but I mean, we're gonna we kind of gotta wait and see to how how hard is it gonna be to get there? Mm-hmm. And uh, the battle pass wasn't at a bad price point. It's only gonna be ten bucks, so that's really nothing. Or I mean, the premium one. Uh, if that's if you want to like jump straight into her, so uh, there was a little bit of more resistance there. But I mean, ten bucks is you know some people can't afford that or whatever. But I mean, the game is free. Yeah, yeah. So either grind or if you if you need to play it right away, I mean, dis, uh, start saving and putting together those ten bucks. Yeah. We did also get a season one trailer overall, which showed us a bunch of skins, which I thought looked phenomenal. I love the vibe that they're giving us with these skins. Uh, there was a diva one. Did you check that one out? Yes. Oh, dude, it looked amazing. Yeah, there was a real nice diva skin. There, the obviously the the highlight at the end is going to be the Genji skin. Uh, there was also an announcement for like some kind of Junkenstein's Revenge Brides, Junkenstein's mode, like the Brides Revenge or something like that is going to be coming for a limited time. I guess in October, it'll, it'll be our first, I guess, PVE event is what I assume, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the other big thing is that uh, Overwatch 1 is going to be shutting down on October 2nd. Yeah. So that's officially going to be the end of Overwatch 1, and they're going to close the chapter on that game. And 
two days later, we'll all be playing the new version. Yeah. Any yeah. any any thoughts there? The trailer, anything that caught your eye? Nah, I just again, you kind of touch base on everything, kind of cover everything to a T. Um, just you know, the end of Overwatch one. Um, that's gonna be kind of sad for me, <laughs> just because you know, put a lot of, put a lot of time into that game and stuff like that, and it was it was uh, been playing that game for since its release and stuff like that. So, uh, but obviously we're on a bigger, better things. It's you know, it's not going away. It's just, you know, part two and stuff like that. But when they said, oh, you know, Overwatch one done October second, I was like, damn. I was like, all right, cool. I guess you know. It, the nail in the coffin, I guess, just kind of like, dang, you know, uh, it was, it was, just, it was just a trip. But no, you kind of hit the nail on the head and everything. Uh, can't wait. We're less than a month away. Like, you know, about th- what three, three weeks away or so. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited. We're ready. Yeah, the very last thing is that, uh, I mean, very fitting. Elden Ring wins Japan's game of the year. That's very fitting. You're absolutely right. Very deserving, and you know what a hell of a game. I touched on it, uh, played through it a little bit yesterday, and kind of was gauging whether or not I wanted to do another playthrough, like with a different character, different build, whatever. And it still holds up, man. Like, oh yeah, I mean, it's still new. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's not like it's an old game or whatever. But you know, it's so easy to just get back into, and you want to use like some kind of special, like uh, build or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to be getting back into that game at some point. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it for this uh, week's weekly weekly recap. Uh, a lot of stuff in terms of uh, announcements the between the Direct and the Sony, uh, Call of Duty, Tokyo Game Show, a little bit of tidbits there at the beginning. But uh, as you can see, a lot of announcements when it comes to gaming. We did go through this little dry spell, but I mean, we're seeing now the light at the end of the tunnel. A lot of stuff is coming. Uh, whatever console it is you're on, there's something coming. Uh, so much stuff coming too that there's bound to be something out there for you. So, you know, everything kind of is just right around the corner. Uh, in terms of anime also, it's about to pop off this coming month. So, um, you we're know. Ready. Hey, this fall, man, be ready because we're ready. Be ready. Yes. <laughs> Sa- save your money. <laughs> start saving money it's gonna, it's, it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt yeah. uh but i mean that's it for me uh anything from from you marcus no that's it uh that's that's, yeah, that's about it i know me, rico and i've been talking trying to kind of uh change what we kind of wanted to do just just experiment and see a little bit um as far as what we're going with um we are going to stick with the discussion but we're going to try to separate everything i know we mentioned it last time uh separate the news separate the discussion that way you guys can you know um listen to what you rather listen to if you want us to the news you can if you want us to the news separately you can also uh there's still a couple of ideas a couple of things that we're going to try out and try to do we just want to let you guys know and keep you informed as far as some of the things that we're attempting so with that said um no thank you for listening to our uh huge game news related article uh or podcast and if you would like to go back and check our previous things by all means feel free to do so our previous news and our previous discussion and i need to start writing these previous discussions down because i tend to forget what they were on do you remember what the last one was was it the um our, ta- our, our actually i remember um if you would like to listen to our last podcast which was on music from 2000 to 2022 um our top 10 list as far as some of the songs that we enjoyed please feel free to go listen to that and you know give a listen to and let us know what you think 
Otherwise, follow us on Twitter at metarenders.com. You can find us there. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions, feel free to reach out to us. Other than that, thank you for listening. Uh, Rico? Later.